There Is No Godcast is sponsored by Mixed Fabric, the go-to source for all your atheist and skeptic-related t-shirt needs. Mixed Fabric prides itself on ethical sourcing and producing top-quality shirts you'll feel good wearing and feel good buying. Godcast, the official podcast of Northern Indiana Atheists. And now, here's your host, Noah Bush. Hey, all you non believers, and welcome to There Is No Godcast the show that answers at least as many prayers as God does. Oh, what do you think? Too much? Was that too aggressive for right out of the gate? A little below the belt? I don't know. Um, I need a catchphrase. I was just talking. um, Welcome to the show. There is no Godcast. We are the official podcast of Northern Indiana Atheists. Um, So glad to have everybody here for our first episode. Um, So this has been a long time coming. This has been a um, a long time in the making. I'm just literally sitting here now. I, I've been putting so much work into this. Um, a lot of people have, in fact. It's it's not just been a, a one-person effort. And I certainly have a lot of people to thank. But um, I've certainly done a, a, a big chunk of it. And, you know, here we are. I'm actually, I'm literally sitting here speaking into the microphone now. I'm recording the show. Um, there's been a ton of planning. Um, there's been a ton of research. There's been a, a ton of, um, you know, web-based work. And I've been doing a lot of work on... Uh, securing the domain and licensing theme music and recording the intro, um, which I want to thank my wife Molly for for doing uh, for you know sparing me the embarrassment of introducing uh, myself. Um, yeah, you know, um, getting graphics for the cover art, which I I had no hand in actually doing myself, but um, a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of um, pre-show promoting and working with um, NIA. So yeah, there's been a ton of work. Um, I already did get one interview done, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But now, um, it's funny, I'm sitting here in my my room, my studio, where I do my recording, um, and I sat down, and I'm like, okay, uh, well, I actually need to record the show now. Like, that's all that's left to do, is actually sit down and create content. Um, Oh yeah, I almost forgot that part. So here we are. Um, There is no Godcast. I've been working on this for a while, and I'm so excited to have all you guys here um, I need a, yeah, I need to get a catchphrase. My other show, my other show that I do, for any of you who don't already know, I, I have another podcast that's sort of a fan show, um, for a series of fiction books by a, a particular author who I, I really enjoy. His name's Robert Bevan, so shout, shout out to him. Hey, what's up, Bob? Hope you're listening. Um, I've got, I've got like a catchphrase that I kind of use to start that show, and it frankly, it just makes it a lot easier for me to not be terribly awkward starting the show, um, because I kind of have this established catchphrase that I start every show with, and I've got some things that I end the show with as well, because I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm so awkward about starting and ending things. Like, you're literally listening to me now, and I'm talking, and it's no problem. Like, once I get started, once I get the ball rolling... I mean, it's like a it's like a downhill snowball effect. Like I'll just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and it's no problem. But um, I was just saying to Molly before I officially came on the air here. Uh, Molly's my wife. I was like, man, we need. I need a like a catchphrase. Like I need a, a way to open the show. Like, hey, welcome to there is no Godcast. Uh, you know, the only show that this or the the show that does that. And I, I don't know. That's the best I could come up with on such short notice. If any of you have suggestions. Um, you know, maybe we'll, maybe I'll test drive a few. So if you have any suggestions on, on catchphrases to open the show, I'm all ears. Um, but anyway, yeah, so here we are. It's just me. Um, there's no one for me to, um, toss the, the second introduction over to my other show. I always did with a co-host and I always thought that that would be the, the better way to do things, you know, to have someone else, um, 
conversationally, it just works better to certainly when you're when you're talking about a series of books, it's nice to have someone to bounce opinions off of and have a conversation. Um, and I feel very much the same way about that with respect to this show. Um, but you know, it's hard. It's harder than you would think to find, you know, people whose um, schedules line up. Um, and who are comfortable in, in front of a microphone, like, you know, it's it's a scary thing. Like, I that part of my brain was just, I was born without it. It's broken. Um, being recorded doesn't really bother me. I'm, I'm not really shy. But I know that it's a daunting thing to sit in front of a, a live microphone and to just be expected to, to talk and to be engaging. And so, yeah, I, that's, sorry for anyone who's been waiting for this show to get here. I guess that's my very long-winded way of saying I apologize for the delay um, that was one of the big holdups is that I was trying to figure out some way to have like a, a wire to wire, um, co-host or at least a guest host that might've been kind of a revolving thing from episode to episode. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to find. And I was talking with somebody, a friend of mine, and I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, like I could totally just sit here and talk. I could talk for as long as I needed to, to fill whatever, a 30 minute show or a 60 minute show. I've got plenty to say, like, that's not a problem. But I was like, I don't think people want to hear that, man. Like, I don't think they want to just sit there and listen to me just sitting here talking. And um, my friend was like, well, why not? Like, you know, your videos were just you talking. And there's plenty of people who do shows by themselves. Uh, you know, um, they're like, yeah, just go for it, you know. And um, I thought, you know what? Fine. Screw it. That's what I'm going to do, at least for now. So, um you know, I've got plenty of thoughts. I, I want to try and get the ball rolling with some listener feedback in terms of where you guys want to see the show go. And if you have questions, because that's how that's what started all of my YouTube videos in the first place was questions, um, primarily from believers who were like, you know, well, how do you explain this? Or why do you feel that way? And um, but I would love to just start getting, um, you know, content from you guys. Like you tell me, what do you want to hear um, talked about on this show? And I certainly plan to have people on the show. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to have at least a guest, um, whether it's an interview or just someone to have a conversation with every episode. That's going to be the goal. Um, but a lot of it's just going to be me. I'm going to be, you know, taking suggestions from listeners. I'm going to be finding articles that I find interesting or engaging online that have to do um, with atheist culture and non-belief, um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff involved at the political level. And I'm not going to try and make it too, too political, but like there's, you know, there's a lot of relevance in the world of politics where it comes to se separation of church and state and um, issues of, you know, discrimination against non-believers and things like that. So, um, man, I'm like off on a tangent already and I'm, I don't even remember where I was going with any of this. So anyway, this is, this is what you got right now. It's just me. Um, so let's, let's take a look at what's on the agenda for today. Um, so I'm going to talk a lot. That's on the agenda. Um, apparently that's what this show is going to mostly be for the time being. Um, and I'm just going to let it grow uh, organically from from here. Um, I do want to take a little bit of time to go over some of the the who's and what's and where's and why's and how's and stuff, um, especially for anyone who um, this is their first time listening to the show. Um, if you know, for, for people who haven't listened to my YouTube video or not YouTube, my Facebook videos, um, or for anyone who didn't listen to the um, the the pre first episode Facebook announcement that I. Um, cut the audio into the, the podcast feed. So for anyone who's here for the very first time, since this is the very first official episode, I want to kind of rehash some of those things. Um, and I promise it's like the origin story for Spider-Man. It's the last time you'll ever hear those, those anecdotes, but I do want to cover them really quick. Um, so that's on the agenda for today. Um, and then I'm going to want to, um, cut over to the interview I did, uh, with Troy, Troy Moss. Um, we have him coming up later in the show. Um, Troy is the president of the board of Northern Indiana Atheists, which is the um, nonprofit organization that is partnering with me in, in doing this show and helping to promote the show. Um, so we'll do that next. And then I've got a couple things that I want to go over. I've got kind of a, a topic of the day, um, sort of uh, in the vein, uh, off the cuff, like my, my Facebook videos that started all this. Um, I, I think... I don't know, I'm going to try it today, and we'll see how that, I guess, segment goes. Um, just kind of me off the cuff, I'm just going to pick a topic or a question and just basically talk about my thoughts about it. You know, it might have might have to do with something, a, a current event or a recent event. It might have something to do that with what NIA is up to um, or a listener comment or question. It'll just be kind of, you know, whatever the, whatever the heck I want it to be. So um, we'll do that. Um, 
And I think that's about all we'll have for today. And we'll wrap it up and we'll see how much time I'm able to fill all by my lonesome with um, with an assist from Troy Moss, who we really, um, really appreciated having. I don't know why I keep saying we. It's just me, but it just feels... I don't know. It feels better to say we, like we here at the show, because um, it isn't just me. It's just me that you're hearing, but um, a lot of people have have really helped support the show. Um, we already have a sponsor. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already heard um, the pre-show um, read for Mixed Fabric. Um, so I'll definitely make sure and get um, some love for them uh, thrown into the show. Um, I've got a lot of good friends over there at Mixed Fabric. Um, and that'll be that, and we'll we'll call it a day, and we'll see how this goes. And if we if we ever get to an episode two, which I hope like hell we do, because I've it would be a shame for me to have worked this hard to make episode one to not keep going. Um, and we'll see what episode two is like. I actually I have this really weird like vision of like getting I I don't know like if we get to ten episodes or twenty or fifty or a hundred, I I always think because this is kind of how it turned out with my other show that. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty in the groove, or at least I feel like we're pretty in the groove with my other show. I actually haven't recorded an episode of it for a while, um, a lot of which has to do with what I, the attention I've been putting into this show. But anyway, I listen back every once in a while to the first couple episodes of that show, and I think, man, that was painful, and I can't even believe people kept listening after that, but they did. Um, and I, I feel like that's, I kind of have this vision of like being in the future. Um, for this show and like listening back to literally what I'm saying right now and thinking like, man, the show sucked back then. I hope it doesn't suck. I hope that you're sitting here listening to me and it's, it's you know, not totally boring you out of your mind. Um, but yeah, I have this terrible fear that like I, if the show does wind up kind of finding itself in the future, I, I hope that what I'm doing right now doesn't feel totally lame and outdated um, in retrospect. So all right, so like I said, I want to cover a few things um, just to kind of bring people up to speed who are joining us for the first time. I mean, for all I know, this episode will sit in the feed for a year, and there still might be people who find the show and who want to go all the way back to the beginning. So for those of you who are listening from the future, um, I just want to say I, I hope your flying car is operating at full capacity, and I don't know, I hope the polar ice caps are still around. I don't, I don't know. For, for any of you time-traveling future um, podcast listeners, I just want to kind of give you an idea of who I am, what the show's all about, how it came about. Um, so how did this happen? Well, um, I guess to put it succinctly, it was God's will that I do this show. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, some of you may have heard this before when I announced it on Facebook. Um, but yeah, basically there's this thing called um, National Coming Out as Atheist Day, which is a really convoluted title, but I think that actually is what it's called, National Coming Out as Atheist Day. And it's basically just a day every year. Um, I don't even remember what day it, it is at this point. It was must have been a couple months ago, um, either in October or November, I think. So, And it kind of circulates on social media, and you're supposed to, you know, if you're an atheist, you're basically just supposed to post something to say, like, hey, I'm an atheist. I don't believe um, it's just really meant to encourage people who are in the closet about their non-belief to kind of see that they're not alone, to feel encouraged by strength in numbers, and to just you know stand up and say, yes, I don't believe in God. I think it's all I think it's all made up. I don't believe any of it's true. I don't believe there's evidence to support it. So I do that every year, or at least I I try to do it every year. Um, but then this past year, I missed it. I was busy the the day before, and I just didn't realize that it had happened. Um, so the next day, I saw a, a meme going around that was like, hey, it's national, you know, coming out as Atheist Day, um, and ask me anything, which is, you know, like, a, I think it's normally more of a, a Twitter thing or like a live chat thing, but it was basically just saying, ask me anything about basically my atheism, and, and I posted that, and um, so I had a few people respond, people who are, are believers, who are of the faith. Um, and obviously, when I say believers and when I say of the faith, I mean, come on, let's let's call a spade a spade. We're we're typically referring to uh, Christians. You know, that's the that's the the predominant religion in our country and and kind of worldwide in a, in a lot of ways. But when I say believers, it's just really a way to describe anybody who believes in a you know a deity, a god or gods. Um, so I I got a couple questions, and one of them was was the most serious anyway, the most earnest. I, I decided for whatever reason to make a Facebook video. I just I just set my phone up and I just pressed record and I just started talking. Um, and I posted it 
and it generated some good conversation. And um, in the comments for that video, I got another question from another person. And so I did another video and answered that question. And they kind of just kept going. I think I did like three or four. Um, and then that's the point where I started to really seriously contemplate making it a regular thing, doing a show, um, a podcast. Um, and so that's kind of ultimately what led to us being here today. Um, so my, my next question for myself is what's the point of this show? Um, well, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, normalizing atheism, I guess that's, that's sort of a, that's sort of a big goal, but you know, I'm just, I'm just doing my part, man. I, you know, I, I don't like the idea. I, I'm just a regular dude. I like to talk. Um, I don't believe in nonsense. I'm very open-minded. I think anyway, um, I need evidence, you know, to, to believe in something. And that's how I think it ought to be. Um, and that's why I, I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. Um, I'm a feminist. I'm pro-choice. I'm very anti-woo. Uh, I'm very pro-LGBTQ rights. I'm very anti-xenophobia. Um, oh, super, super anti-anti-vax. Um, and if you can't follow that, double negative, um, that's basically just saying... If you do not get your kids vaccinated, then you suck, uh, unless they can't for medical reasons. Um, but yeah, that's that's a big one. So I'm a I'm a smart guy, I think, reasonably smart anyway. Um, but look, my atheism, um, my level of intellectualism, um, it's it's way down there. It's way down there near the bottom of the totem pole, all things considered. Uh, if I'm being really honest, um, I'm not super well read. Um, I think I have my beliefs and my opinions, um, and they're informed, I think, informed enough to be taken seriously, uh, but really, I'm just a strong speaker. I, that's that's kind of how I see myself. Um, I, I'm not doing this show um, to show everybody how smart I am. I'm, I'm really not. Um, I'm doing this show to talk about things that I do believe um, and to learn more, to make my beliefs um you know, better informed. I, like I said, it's going to be a lot of just me talking a lot of the time about what my opinions are and what informs my opinions. But I want to have people on the show, um, guests, not just non-believers. Like, I don't want this to just be an echo chamber. You know, I think that the, hell, the, the most exciting thing I could think of to happen on this show is to have someone come on the show and to change my mind about something. And I'm totally open to that. You know, teach me, explain to me, talk with me. Um, you know, if you've got something that, that you don't think I'm getting right or that you think my opinions are off base about, whether you're a non-believer or a believer, you know, let me know. Um, and if you're interested in being on the show, I'm all about it. Um, this is not some super exclusive club. Um, it's just me. I'm just a regular dude sitting in one of my, you know, spare rooms in my house and just talking into a microphone. So if you want to be on the show, reach out. Let me know. If you're someone I know, um, obviously, that'd be a lot easier of a way to to get in touch with me. But if you're not, if you're just listening to this and you want to be a part of the show, if you want to participate, that's half the point of the show is um, I want it to be kind of a, an open forum um, to give people a platform to express their opinions on atheism or on religion. You know, I, like I said, I don't want it to just be non-believers. I want to have believers on the show. Like, look, let me be really, really clear and upfront. Don't get your hopes up about coming on the show and you know, convincing any of us that, you know, God is real, just come, let's kind of not kid each other. Like we have our reasons for not believing and you have your beliefs and reasons for believing. But if you want to come on the show and you want to kind of explain your point of view, um, in a, in a respectful and articulate way, I'm all about that. I, I want to have good conversations. That's the point of this show. Um, so another question I get, um, is why, why I'm so loud about my atheism, you know, why can't I just stay quiet? I mean, like, why am I literally creating a show to talk about how I'm an atheist? Um, and here's the thing. Every major cultural shift um, in our country's history, maybe the, maybe the world's history, um, happened, for the most part, really, really slowly um, and uphill and over many years and over many, many people in the existing majority's objections. Um, and that's, in a nutshell, why I'm so loud about my atheism, because even my voice, as loud as I try to make it about things I believe very passionately, my voice is still a very, very quiet thing, you know, in the big picture. It's, it's, it's a very brief moment in time, and I could be as loud as I want, and over the span of 100 years, what I'm saying now is not going to make much of a difference. So, well, well, then, so why do it, Noah? Well, because if it's, it's not about just me. Like, I'm just doing my part. 
um, you know, historically, it takes loud people and lots of them um, being persistent and speaking up um, to get things to change. You know, um, it's not just going to happen by spontaneous combustion. Um, it takes people speaking up and speaking out and spreading the message slowly over long periods of time. Um, you know, hey, every single one of us has a choice, you know, to be a part of the problem uh, or to be part of the solution or to be a part of neither. And spoiler alert, uh, the first option and the last option are, you know, pretty close to the same thing. Uh, and I want to be part of the solution. And this show is my way of doing that. So, well, what's the problem, Noah? You know, what needs solving? Well, you know, how about the fact that there are far, far too many people um, in the world and in my life, uh, and I'm one of the lucky ones, people who literally think that I am less of a good man, um, less you know, lesser of a man than I ought to be for absolutely no other reason than because I don't believe in Jesus Christ, that I don't believe he was the son of God, or what's more, that I don't believe there is a God at all, you know, that not, not that I've been convinced of anyway, um, that my simple disagreement on that one notion makes me not as good of a person as I otherwise would be if I did. If I just said, yep, I'm a Christian, which is what, frankly, in my opinion, a lot of people do. They just, they just say they are because that's the status quo. That's our culture, and that's just what people do to not rock the boat. But if I, so if I just said, yep, I'm a Christian, all good, that's literally, no one's, no one's like checking up with me on these kinds of things. A lot of people who identify, I went super high octave with my voice there. A lot of people who identify as Christian, like I'm calling you out, let's be real. They don't go to church. A lot of people just identify as Christian because it's the path of least resistance. Um, and that's lame. I, no offense, but like that's lame. If, if, you, if you're not, if you're a Christian, if you really are a Christian and you really believe those things and you go to church every week, Good for you. Like, that's your right. And I'm a passionate, passionate believer in religious freedoms. I know a lot of religious people who might be listening to this show don't think it sounds like I am, but I am. I, I strongly believe that it's your right to believe whatever cuckoo bird thing you want to believe. And I'm sorry if that offends you too, you know, me saying things like silly or cuckoo bird or crazy. That's my opinion, that a lot of your beliefs are, are kind of cuckoo bird. But I very strongly and passionately support your right to have those beliefs up until the point that your beliefs become um, impactful in any meaningful or tangible way on my life or the lives of others, you know? Um, so, yeah, so what was I getting at? Basically, yeah, I, it bothers me that there are a lot of people who are, who are Christians who don't feel like I'm as good of a person as I could be if I just said I'm Christian. Literally, if I just, if I just said that, there are a lot of people who would instantly think that I'm a better guy. And that's, that's dumb. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be. Like, another spoiler alert. I am who I am, and it just kind of bugs me that there are so many people, like I said, even a lot of people who I am, you know, who are part of my life personally, who I could be the exact same person otherwise. Um, you know, the same uh, virtues, the same flaws, the same actions, the same words, my same personality. I could be exactly the same person. And if I just said... I believe in God and his son, Jesus Christ. To a lot of people, I would be considered a better person. And I and that's that's kind of what I'm pushing back against by doing this show. Because I think I'm actually a pretty decent guy. I try to be. I really do. Um, and it bothers me that just because I don't identify with that label, that Christian label, um, that there are a lot of people who, who think that, that I'm not a, as good a person as I could be or ought to be. And I think a lot of people think that about a lot of atheists, that they have a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be an atheist. I think a lot of people think um, that being an atheist somehow inherently means that one is lacking in morals or lacking in compassion or the ability to empathize or to be selfless or to, to be compassionate. Um, and I can tell you, and I'm not just talking about myself at this point because I'm not just here to, to toot my horn. I, I know a lot of atheists. I mean, obviously, because we kind of, you know, flock together through, through Facebook groups and things like that. That's, that's just, that's the secret. Like, there are most people, whether you're an atheist or not, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're Jewish, um, whether you're anything, like, inherently, most people, in my opinion, are just pretty decent I believe in the inherent decentness of most people, and it bothers me that conception that's out there culturally that if you're an atheist, you're just more likely to not be a good person. And I think that is unequivocally not true. Um, 
And Troy and I have talked about this a lot, and that's he, he was a big supporter of me being the host of this show because he, you know, Troy thinks I'm a pretty nice guy, which means a lot to me. I try to be a pretty decent guy. And Troy said, you know, it'd be good to have a show where people can just hear a regular person, just a regular, normal, for lack of a better word, um, person just talking about atheism and what it is and what it means to me. And I want to have other people on the show to talk about um, their journey to, to atheism or agnosticism or non-belief um, and all of that. Because I can't do it alone, you know. Um, no, nobody elected me um, to do this. Nobody, you know, I'm, I'm not like some kind of appointed spokesperson for this message or this cause. Um, but in my years of speaking out about atheism uh, informally um, and the treatment and stigmatization of, of non-believers in this country and globally, you know, I've had enough people throughout my experiences doing that. I've had enough people say, hey, you're actually pretty good at this, actually. Um, and, you know, and this is a true story. I had a guy come up to me um, while I was out with my, my wife and some friends, um, and this guy and I were talking, and we, you know, we have some mutual friends and such. So he knew who I was and he had, he had watched my videos. Um, and he said, you know, I'm Catholic. Um, and I admit, like, I, I don't agree with, you know, some of what you said, but I have to admit a lot of what you said made sense to me, like the way that you explain, you know, why you believe what you believe. Um, and I respect where you're coming from. And you know what? He shook my hand and he said, and I said, thanks. And he said, thanks. And that I appreciated it. And you know what? Like that guy, I, you know, I'm pretty sure he walked away from that conversation still Catholic, and I'm still an atheist, but you know what? Like, that's a start, man. Like, that's a damn good start, having those kinds of dialogues. And yeah, sue me. I, I think that I am a pretty well-spoken person, um, and I'm definitely not shy in front of an audience. So yeah, like, I signed myself up for this, um, and I make no bones about that. It's, it's something I want to do. It's something I believe strongly in. Um, and no, I am under no illusions... Um, about the notion that I probably won't live to see this culture be overcome in my lifetime. Um, but I can do my part. You know, I can contribute. I can choose not to stay quiet and just go with the status quo. Um, I can choose to do what I can to help. You know, if I just wanted to make my life easier, however long it's been, I think it's probably been seven or seven or nine or 10 years, something like that, since I've been like really, really open like publicly and proactively about my atheism. If I could have gone back to to whatever that period of time was and just decided, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to tell my friends and family I'm a Christian and just never go to church, which is what most people do, and just kind of take the easy road. Um but I'm choosing not to do that, you know. Um I mean, hell, I I was born in the 80s. I primarily was raised in the 90s. It does not feel that long ago to me. Um, and it's a fight that is still being fought every day. But like, I remember in the mid, mid nineties, mid to late nineties, I think whenever it was when I remember it was when Ellen DeGeneres, um, had her sitcom long before she was a talk show host. Um, Ellen had a, a sitcom and I remember it was it like months before it even aired. It was a really big deal because I think she was literally the first like major TV show character. Um, certainly the, t the first title a character of a show to be openly gay. And like, it was a big deal. It was a huge like thing. It was very controversial. The show actually ended not too much longer after that, because I'm sure there was, I don't, I was a kid, but like, I, you know, I'm sure there was like a lot of sponsors leaving the show because of like viewer outrage. And like, that's one character on one show. Um, and I guess my point in bringing that up is that that was not that long ago in the big scheme of things, you know? So like, and look how far, um, gay rights and gay acceptance basically has, you know, gay, transgender, LGBTQ, the whole spectrum, like LGBTQ didn't even like that, that expression didn't even exist, you know, not that long ago. Um, and now like culturally, look how much, look how far we've come and look how far as a society we've grown in terms of accepting that people are people regardless of their sexual orientation. And yeah, there's still a lot, long way to go. But when I think of how far we've come from that moment that I remember very vividly as a kid watching the Ellen the Ellen show, um, I think it was just called Ellen. But anyway, that's the kind of thing that makes me think like, hey, this this podcast I fully expect it to to be and stay um, small potatoes, you know. But like, whatever, it's it's it, it's within my capability of doing. It's within my realm of interest to do. So I'm choosing to do it, um, and whatever difference it makes, if any. 
at least when I die, whether that's tomorrow or 10 years from now or 70 years from now or 150 years from now, which is kind of what I'm hoping for, um, at least I can say that I tried, that I believed in this in this topic, I believed in this cause, I believed in this issue, and that I, I did the best I could to try and make a difference. Um, so this is this is why I'm here. This is why this show exists. And I really appreciate you guys being here, and I hope that you stick with me um, to make the show the best it can possibly be. I think that's enough rambling from me for now. Um, so we're going to get to the interview with Troy. Uh, Troy Moss was uh, kind enough to take some time to do an interview with me remotely. So I'm going to take a quick break. Um, and then we'll be right back uh, with a word from our sponsor, and then uh, then uh, we'll get to that interview uh, with Troy Moss, the president of the board of Northern Indiana Atheists. We'll be right back. Hey guys, so I want to take a quick moment to talk to you about um, our sponsor. And holy crap, I still can't get over how cool it is to say that I want to take a minute to talk to you about our sponsor, because that means we have a sponsor, which is totally awesome and makes me feel warm and fuzzy and all kinds of uh, legitimate. So man, I am excited to talk to you guys about Mixed Fabric, proud sponsor of this show. Uh, This company is being started by friends of mine, and I think they're going to be doing some really good things. Uh, I love that they support nonprofit organizations that are leading the fight in church and state separation, and the shirts and designs are all top-notch. Maybe you can wear a shirt that says Proud Atheist, and that's great, but Mixed Fabric has shirts for everyone along the journey. You can be loud or you can choose subtle. Um, And stay tuned in future episodes for some exciting news about how you can be an early supporter of Mixed Fabric. Um, But in the meantime, you can check out some of their designs at MixedFabric.com or find them on Facebook. All right, um, now we're welcoming to the show. This is going to be our first guest um, in the history of the show. So this is very exciting, uh, very historic. It's very appropriate. Um, We've got Troy Moss, uh, the the president of uh, the Board of Northern Indiana Atheists. Welcome to the show, Troy. Thanks, Noah. Hey, um, so yeah, you've actually been, for those who don't already know this, and it's a big reason why it was very appropriate for you to be our first guest on the show, you and I have been talking about this show for quite some time. It's kind of been Troy and I's baby uh, from the start. Would you say that's fair? Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We, you know, Troy is, as I said, the president of the board of Northern Indiana Atheist, which is the the organization that I'm partnering with on this show. Um, and Troy's kind of been my point of contact. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you were the one who initially approached me about the show. Am I remembering that right? Yeah. After seeing your videos, um, I thought, who better to uh be the voice of uh, local atheism than you. Oh, well, you can't see me right now, but I, I am blushing, both cheeks, full <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it went down. Um, Troy is a, is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for several years um, through another local Facebook group that we had, we had both been a part of. Um, so we've known each other for a while. And I, I, would dare, I would dare say, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Troy, but there was always, I think, a real good mutual respect between you and I. Um, we always had a lot of really good interactions on, on that Facebook group and, and kind of just became friends in that way. And so, and so you've been there since like, since like the, the beginning, right? Like you were one of the people who, who actually incepted the group and, and sort of kind of founded it from the ground up. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm sure I probably am familiar with a handful of the other people involved in that group as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I did my little videos, um, which were really just kind of a, an off the cuff thing that I did. Um, I've been a member of NIA for a while now. I don't remember exactly when I when I joined, um, but yeah, Troy messaged me, and it was kind of a funny coincidence because I had been doing these videos, um, which you were aware of, and you messaged me, and we're just kind of like, "Hey, you know, have you ever thought about like making this a show?" We were, you know, we meaning NIA, looking into to getting into the podcast um, game, I guess. And um, would you be interested? And I was kind of like, "Actually, it's funny you say that." And the conversations just kind of went from there, but that was probably what, like a month or two ago at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it takes a long time to like make a show. Um, there's actually a lot of work that's gone into it. Troy, um, helped me out with the, uh, the lovely 
cover art that you'll be seeing if you're if you're listening to this on your iPhone or wherever it is you're listening to this. If you see the cover art, that was Troy's doing. So thank you very much for that. You bet. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Northern Indiana atheists. As as far as um what they do, what would you say? Like what's what's NIA's mission? What is what's its purpose? Well. We're an organization established to fight state church violations on a local level and defend the rights of atheists across northern Indiana. And how long has, has NIA been, been around formally? Well, we uh, were founded in late 2017. Uh, we uh, received our 501c3 status in August last year, uh, 2018, and started accepting memberships. And as of today, we have about 80 members in northern Indiana. Awesome. And we're growing rapidly. Okay. So, and, and how, how do people go about joining? Um, our membership is open to atheists and our allies who share our vision of uh, government that represents all citizens equally and our passion for serving our community. Um, we have religious members who understand and appreciate the importance of the separation of church and state. So if that sounds good to you, you can check us out on our website, northernindianaatheists.com. Find us on Facebook. Be happy to have you. Yeah, excellent. And is is there is there a membership cost involved? Yeah, there's a um, individual is twenty five, um, uh, partner is forty, I believe, um, and then there's a ten dollar um, student membership. Keep it cheap for the students. Sure, absolutely. And that and that's great. And I, obviously, I wanted to be really upfront about that because you know it is you know the, these kinds of organizations they have costs, and you guys have things that you do, charitable things you do, and so you know you gotta you know gotta support the organization. It's not all free. A lot of these people who are involved in this organization are are basically donating their time. I don't imagine that you take any kind of salary or anything like that. Nothing at all. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, you guys are really fighting the good fight and and not taking a dime. So yeah, if you if you have even the slightest inclination, please check check NIA out. Um, the website is northernindianaatheist.com. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So just head over to the site, check it out. Um, and that's an annual membership, right? Those prices that you're quoting Correct. are annual, and that's that's barely anything, you guys. That's I mean, if, you know. I, I'm trying to think of like a let's like going to the movies once, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> and you've joined Northern Indiana Atheists. It's a great organization. Um, what are some of the things you guys have been up to recently? Uh, I don't know when whoever's listening to the show. I don't know when you'll be listening to it. But we're recording this shortly after the Christmas holiday season. Um, what have you guys been up to recently? Well, recently uh, we have an Aces program, so we keep pretty active. Aces stands for um, activism, community service education, and social events. So on the activism side, um, we stay pretty busy. We were out um, protesting the government for the homeless on behalf of the homeless. Mm -hmm. Um, We did that in uh, South Bend, Indiana, in Goshen, Indiana, and we have an Elkhart, Indiana coming up. We're out there supporting Michiganify for the homeless. They're a local homeless organization. So we we help them out. other activism we um you you guys i think did uh you guys did like a adopt a family right yeah um so yeah we just finished our adopt a family fundraiser where we raised over seventeen hundred dollars and helped six local families over the holidays wow that's fantastic but um i wanted to ask you and even if you know, regardless of whether or not we wind up using this on the show, I just wanted to know, because do you remember you asked me about the, the title of the show? Right. Um, because what what were your, remind me again, what were your thoughts? Uh, so the criticism I get from people is that uh, atheists say there is no God. So when you have a uh, the title, um, there is no Godcast, how do you... Uh, how do you justify, how do I that? justify that? Yeah. So, and now, and let me ask, just to clarify, these are people who are bringing this objection to you specifically about the name of the show, or are you just no? Mean these that, are like, people in who, the course of um, conversation, they're yeah, like, these, well, how do you, you know, how do you explain the idea that there is no God? These are people who criticize atheists, atheists right. that say there is no God. Whether well, they usually don't say that, but um, believers think that they do say that, and I. Uh, most often I say, well, I, I don't really know anyone that says there is no God. Except for the host of this show. <laughs> there you go. So how do you justify um, yeah. that? Basically, um, if, if I want to be frank, it's because I, I feel like it's just 
a show title that is, it's very catchy. You know, it's, it's obviously a play on the word podcast, you know, so I wanted to, I wanted to use the term Godcast instead of podcast, but the only way that that really seemed to, to fit right and to feel right is if it were the last word. Um, and it's, you know, just, there is no Godcast. I don't know how to really explain it except for it just kind of occurred to me and it sounded right. Um, even if it's not, it's just kind of an aesthetic thing. You, you yeah, see what it's I'm definitely saying? an attention grabber. Yeah, exactly. And I thought about other ways to do it so where it didn't seem so definitive, particularly once you brought that to my attention. And to be honest, I just kind of was like, you know what, it, it's fine. Like, it's fine. If anybody asks me about that, I'll just tell them, you know, like, look, I'm technically an agnostic atheist, which, you know, you and I have had conversations about what those different things mean. Right. Um, basically, I I don't I don't portend uh to, to know with any kind of degree of certainty that there is no God. I simply lack a proactive belief that there is a God. Um, but for purposes of naming this show, I, I just it just was catchy, really. Yeah, it's That's a great kind of, name. Yeah. It, it is a great name. Um, so there is no God cast. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying, though, right? Because it kind of comes across like I'm saying that I am certain there is no God, <laughs> that, I'm, right. that I'm making a declarative statement that there definitively is no God. Um, do you want to know what I think, honestly? Sure. I love this. I don't know why, but this is just one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, obviously, I'm a kind of person, and you're the kind of person who really just takes all the evidence and, and makes our you know beliefs based on evidence. Um, I love the theory that we are all living in a computer simulation. Have you ever heard that? Sure. I, I don't know why. I just really love that. Um, I love kind of getting creative about thinking about some of the ways that that would make so much sense. Um in terms of like um, ghosts and like other like freak supernatural occurrences, because you hear about these kinds of things, right? Um, and like obviously the majority of them, it's so easy to dis- dismiss, you know, alien abductions and, and silly stuff like that. But like every once in a while, and I don't know if you have any examples of this that you can point to, like I'll see something or I'll hear a story about something or someone will tell me something that's happened where I'm like, I don't know, like that this is a person who I trust. Like, I don't think they're just making this up and like maybe weird stuff does happen. And like, maybe if we're in this giant computer simulation, it's tantamount to like, I don't know, glitches in the code. I don't there know. You go. Right. I, I, I like thinking about that kind of stuff. What do you think? Um, I think you like thinking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not a, it's not a popular theory of yours. No, no. What do you what do you tend to think? I mean, for those people who would say like, well, if you if you're saying that you don't believe definitively that there that there isn't a God, what would you say best describes what you do believe? Uh, what I do believe in terms of uh, God? Yeah, I would say carefully define the God. Sure. And I will tell you whether I do or do not believe in that God. Okay. Do you? I mean, but do you have like an overarching thought or or? I don't know, inclination on, on what the, I guess, explanation for the origin of the universe is like even predating the big bang, like, cause that's one of, right. That's one of most believers favorite game to play, right. Is yeah. if you say, well, I believe the big bang created the universe. And then they'll say, well, what created the big bang? And if, you know, you could give a scientific answer and they say, well, then what created that? And they'll just keep going back. And I think yeah. it's, that's like the concept of a prime mover, right. Is that kind of, am I, am I describing right. I'm, that correctly? I'm very comfortable saying, I don't know. Sure. But no, no inclinations, even just for flights of fancy? No. You're just more comfortable saying, I don't know, and that's that? Yes. You know what? That's fair. Um, I respect the hell out of that. But the reason there's I, evidence. The, exactly. Show me the evidence. Um, but the reason I named the show There Is No Godcast is because it just sounds cool. Oh, and I think I told you um, because the domain was available. I was pretty, I was, <laughs> right. I was pretty excited about that. It was Yeah, it was that's fair. Cheap. That's fair. Um, there is no Godcast dot info i didn't want i didn't want to do like a dot info or like a dot biz or whatever yeah. i wanted a dot com but they're they're also friggin expensive um but yeah i came up with there is no godcast and i i did i did have that thought like it's very declarative it's very definitive um but hopefully no one calls me out on that wink wink um, <laughs> and then literally i think the first conversation i had with you you're, but you don't miss much that's what i like about you and that's what i respect about you troy is you're you're very analytical um, you don't miss much, and you're a very show-me-the-evidence kind of guy. So I can't really give you a super logical explanation. It's just, I just like it, and it sounds cool. Um, and if anybody asks me why it's why it's called that, I, I'll take the time to explain to them the same way I'm explaining to you, that it's just really a, a, catchy, a catchy title, you know, and yep. not to think too hard about it. I think that's great. All right, cool. So there you go. Um, that's about all I've got for you for today. I just wanted to get you on the show real quick. 
Um, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on, but I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me. Um, yeah, so everybody out there, just please support NIA. Go to the website. Join. If, if you want to become a member, we've told you how. Um, Troy, I, th- I appreciate it a lot, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Noah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, so there you have it. That's our first interview. Thanks again to Troy Moss for coming on. Um, and now we're going to do off the cuff. This is this is I don't like I said I don't. This is kind of a segment. If you get, I guess if you want to use that expression, um, for all I know, I'll never do off the cuff again. But I want to just have kind of like to help keep my mind organized. Like this is going to be the part of the show where I'm going to actually have like a real discernible topic to talk about. Um, and today I want to talk about. Um, a very, very common misconception. My, my topic for Off the Cuff today is basically Christmas. Um, whenever it is you're listening to this show, this, this episode was recorded just after the, the Christmas season. Um, so there's a lot of stuff on my mind right now um, where Christmas is concerned. So it's a common misconception um, or a common viewpoint, I suppose, among believers that atheists can't um, or don't or shouldn't celebrate Christmas. And that's a viewpoint I disagree with. Um, there are two Christmases, religious and cultural. Um, the religious Christmas, sure. Um, birth of Christ, you know, not for me, guilty. Um, but Christmas is so, so obviously these days um, much more popular culturally than it is religiously. I mean, Santa Claus, Santa Claus as we know him was basically invented by Coca-Cola in the, you know, like the early 1900s. Um, Christmas trees decorating them. A ton of that stuff was was borrowed, um, co-opted, or just flatly stolen from other spiritual or religious traditions, most of it pagan. So, you know, these days, what Christmas has morphed into, um, what it's become, is basically, in addition to coinciding with the religious Christmas, which, like I said, is is about the birth of Christ, and that's fine, um, even though a lot of historians think Christ was actually born in the summer, but anyway, um, what the cultural Christmas has basically become is an excuse to celebrate one another. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, our families, our friends, our loved ones, you know, the presents, uh, you know, to give each other gifts and spend time with the, together, to have meals together, you know, it's the, it's, you know, it's pretty close to, to the end of the year, so it's nice to end the year on a brighter note, um, you know, a merrier note, one might say. It's for the kids, too, man. I mean, like Santa and Frosty and the reindeer um, and the lights, you know, and the snow. It's it's magical, man. I mean, it's fun, you know. It's fun to do those things with your kids and as a family. Um, I know I love doing them with mine because uh, when it comes right down to it, Santa and Frosty and Rudolph and candy canes and all that stuff, you know, none of that has anything to do with celebrating Christ. And you know what I mean? Like, and I, as an atheist, frankly, I don't want to miss out on all of those things. I don't want my kids to miss out on all of those things. So I choose not to miss out on those things. Um, and you know what? Atheist or not, I'm totally at peace with it. Um, and as far as the war on Christmas, the so-called war on Christmas, you guys probably can't actually hear my air quotes, but trust me, they're there. Um, Keeping preferentialism out of our government institutions, um, including public schools, is one thing, um, and it's a constant battle. But for my part, you know what I say to someone when they wish me a, a Merry Christmas? You know what I tell them? I say Merry Christmas to you, too. I say Merry Christmas back, man. Um, and for my part, I don't know almost any other non-believers not that I know or who I associate with, who would really say much anything different. You know, like, I want you to be happy this time of year. If if you're a Christian, if you celebrate the religious Christmas, if you celebrate the birth of Christ, um, you know, hey, like, I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy Christmas, for w- whether it's for religious reasons or cultural reasons. I want you to be happy this time of year. Same as me. I want to just, you know, I want to have fun doing the Santa stuff with my kids because it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it and they enjoy it. Um, and I love a good excuse to, to get together with my friends and family and just kind of, you know, have that extra little bit of motivation to set aside a particular time of year to just be nice to the people who you love and who mean a lot to you. Um, 
So yeah, if you know, if you're if you're a believer and you pass me on the street, you know, in December and you say, "Hey, Merry Christmas." I'm going to say Merry Christmas to you too. Um, you know, I don't know if every atheist is going to do that, but I, you know, like I like I've said, atheists are just nice people. They're just normal regular people. Um, they just don't agree with you on what happens after you die. Um, and if you celebrate Christmas for religious reasons, and as long as you don't use that as an excuse to say, well, you know, we need to teach our kids about the birth of Christ in school at Christmas time, or, you know, we need to put up a nativity scene on the courthouse and use taxpayer dollars to pay for that stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm not okay with. And that's the kind of stuff that I guess has created, in my opinion, this perception among a lot of believers that there's this again, air quotes, war on Christmas. Like, no, dude, that's not how it is. Most of us on a day-to-day, person-to-person interaction level, if you say Merry Christmas, we're going to say Merry Christmas right back. You know, I can't speak for every atheist because I don't speak for, I don't speak for anyone other than myself. You know, maybe some wouldn't, I don't know. But I can tell you that as a normal, everyday, decent person, I don't have any ill will against anyone and certainly not this time of year. I want everyone to have a good time. I want everyone to enjoy, um, what makes them happy. And if your faith makes you happy and if celebrating Christmas for religious reasons makes you happy, that's fine. Um, but it it has no business being propagated, um, within our government. You know, I'm a very, very staunch believer in the separation of church and state. So that is where I do kind of tend to get a little fussy where I'm like, no, you know, there shouldn't be nativities at the courthouse, you know, not unless there's equal access for, you know, any and every other religion that wants to put up a display of their own. And I don't think most people want to go down that road um, because where do you draw the line? You know, like, do, do you guys, I've, I've seen plenty of instances of this in the news where like, we're Satanist, you know, and Satanism is kind of a mis, you know, misconceived, not misconceived, misunderstood thing anyway. Like a lot of Christians think Satanism is worshiping the devil. Really, Satanism is just a way of them pointing out like, hey, if you guys have religious freedoms to believe what you want, we have religious freedoms to believe what we want. So we're just gonna, we're gonna worship the devil. Most Satanists are actually atheists. They're just kind of proving a point. Um, But anyway, my point was that this time of year when these, um, you know, nativities go up like at public schools or at, at courthouses or any other, you know, public property and atheists make a fuss about it, it's the easiest way to prove that point. It's to be like, all right, well, what, well, can we put up a, can we put up a giant statue of Satan right next to it? And Christians are like, no, that's not fair. And we're like, exactly. It's not fair. It's not a war on Christmas. It's, I guess, a war for equality because, you know, just because Christians are the majority doesn't mean that, you know, taxpayer dollars should be used to promote their religion, you know, because I don't share your religion and I pay my taxes and I don't want my tax dollars, you know, paying for nativity scenes at the courthouse. I don't want my taxpayer dollars to pay for public school teachers to be teaching students, many of whom are not Christians, um, to be learning about the birth of Christ. If you want to teach your kids about the birth of Christ, guess what? If you want to teach them about the religious aspects of Christmas, do it at home. That's what your home is for. That's what your church is for. Do it at home. You're their parents. Do it yourself. Like you're their first and best teachers. If you if you are a believer and you you know think that the religious aspects of Christmas are really important to you and your family, then do something about it. But when you send your kids to a public school, you know where my kids are going to eventually go someday. I don't want them to be sitting there learning about the birth of Christ. Like if they express that desire to me when they're old enough to express that desire of their own volition, that they want to learn about the birth of Christ. You know, I've got plenty of family members who are, who are religious. Like I'll say, Hey, well, you know, go with, go, go to church. If you want to go to church, we'll find someone for you to go to church with and learn about the birth of Christ. But when you go to school, you know, I want you to be learning about, you know, science and math and English and art and, you know, not religion. I don't believe religion belongs in public school. So I guess if there's a war on Christmas, and I don't think there is, it's really just a matter of a lot of people getting really bent out of shape about the notion that, you know, nativity scenes don't belong on courthouse lawns. Um, teaching about the religious aspects of Christmas does not belong in a public school classroom. It's my opinion that if you want to teach your kids about those things, do it yourself on your own time. Do it at church, which is what churches are for. Um, but if you pass me on the street just as a, as an average Joe and we have an interaction and you wish me a Merry Christmas, you know, or if the worker at Starbucks or if the person at McDonald's or at Meyer or Kmart or whatever, which are all, you know, privately owned institutions, they're not religious or they're not government institutions. You know, if the employees there want to express Merry Christmas, if like all you're ever going to get from me is a smile 
And I'm probably just going to say whatever you said to me right back because I want you to have a Merry Christmas. I want to have a Merry Christmas. Like I said, I celebrate Christmas for my own reasons. Um, I don't know that a lot of atheists do it that way, but I know a lot of Christians have a problem with the fact that I do it this way. But I'm like, whatever. What, what do you care? Like, what does it matter to you, you know, if we want to have fun with the red and the green and the Christmas trees and the Santa Claus and the reindeer? Like, you know, my kids love Frosty the Snowman. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. That doesn't have anything to do with with Christianity um, or even the Santa Claus stuff. You know, Frosty the Snowman is just a fun little jingle that I think was created by like a department store or something. And my kids love that stuff, man. They eat it up. Um, and I love anything that makes them happy for the most part. So yeah, so when Christmas time rolls around and the Christmas music is on the radio, I'm all for it. I, certainly if there's a war on Christmas, I'm not a soldier in it. Um, I just want everybody to be happy and I want everyone to do their own thing. And I don't want anyone to use the time of year as an excuse to force their religious beliefs um, upon me. So there's no war. It's just saying you do you th your thing and I'll do mine. And when it comes to courthouses and, you know, um, public schools and places where our government functions, why don't we just set all of it aside in those places? Let's just kind of leave those places neutral um, where, you know, the religious Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know, any of that stuff is concerned. I don't want any of it there. But if but if one has got to be there, then you got to let them all be there which is kind of a whole other thing for anyone who's listening to the show who's familiar with Northern Indiana atheists. Um, you know, they kind of proved that point this year in, a, in, a, in an awesome way um, because they had a display installed at the local courthouse in South Bend, um, and it did not go so well <laughs> for, you know, the, the local religious communities. They were not happy about it, um, and it just kind of exposed a lot of the hypocrisy um, you know, inherent in those kinds of things. Like I said, there's there's not a war on Christmas. Really, atheism is still the minority. Like, we're, we are the smaller faction, you know. There's not a war. It's just a lot of people in the majority start to get really uncomfortable and feel really threatened when that majority um, is is challenged, you know. And I guess if that constitutes a war, then I guess there is a war. But I, I don't see it that way. So there you go. That's off the cuff. Um, those are my feelings on Christmas. Um, what are your thoughts? If you got, I mean, you know, we're kind of getting farther and farther removed from Christmas, especially now that this has taken so long. I was hoping to air this episode, you know, during kind of December while Christmas was still kind of fresher in people's minds. And I bet a lot of people are kind of like totally over it at this point. But it's a big topic. It's something that if you couldn't tell, I, I've had a little, you know, some personal experiences with. Um, that I just kind of wanted to get some of my thoughts out there. But what are your thoughts? Like, you know, for, for those of you out there who are atheists or agnostics or non-believers, do you celebrate Christmas? Like, do you get involved? Do you do Santa? You know, do you wear red and green? And do you decorate a Christmas tree? And do you do Christmas lights? Like, I want to know this kind of stuff. Am I the only one that, that is crazy for wanting to basically cherry pick which parts I have fun with, with and which parts I don't? Um, so let me know. And surprise, surprise, I talked a lot more. I was nervous about getting to a half hour. Uh, Troy and I's interview was like 13 minutes long, and I was like, man, I gotta fill 17 whole minutes of just me talking. Um, shocking. I'm, I think we're rounding the corner to 45 minutes, um, and that's not including um, putting Troy's interview into the show, so I think it looks like we're gonna wind up being closer to an hour, if not more than that. So I will wrap it up for this week. Um, I did want to make one, one plea um, and that's for feedback. Uh, what did you guys think of the show? Be, and be honest, like, tell me if, 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 if it was too much this or too little that. Let me know. You know, more of this, less of that. Send in questions, suggestions um, for topics or things you'd like to hear discussed. Um, or do you have something you'd like to share? Do you have a story you'd like to tell? Come on the show. You know, reach out to me. Um, I was just going to list off all of our contact methods, but I'm just now realizing I still haven't chosen a Twitter handle. Um, we'll probably get on Twitter um, that's something I want to open up to you guys. Do you have any suggestions for my Twitter handle for the show? Um, I'm so pissed because there is no Godcast is too long by one freaking character. Um, I got to it. I was like, oh man, there is no Godcast. That's got to be available. And yeah, it's, it's too long. So, um, Godcast is taken. No Godcast is taken. And I don't know, I couldn't really think of what I should do for the Twitter handle. So if you guys have suggestions, check it out. Let me know what your suggestions are. Um, but you can find us at our website, thereisnogodcast.com. You can definitely send me an email, um, thereisnogodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, that's there is no Godcast at gmail.com, just like it sounds. You can certainly find the show um, at any of Northern Indiana Atheists social media. They're on Facebook. Yeah, you can reach out to me personally. I'm always happy to answer any questions or talk to any listeners who want to talk. Please rate and review the show. Um, if you're listening to this, especially for you Apple uh, iPhone users, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Um, that's a really, really major way for the show to be suggested to people, to show up in people's search results. The more it gets rated and reviewed, um, the easier it is for people to find the show who may not be looking for it. They may just have to stumble across it. And the way that that happens is if you rate and review it and you know you get it to a point where it's it's out there. So please take a second to do that. Um, if you're listening to the show on Spotify or Stitcher, um, or any of the other uh, Android podcast catcher apps. I don't know what, what functions they have for rating and reviewing, but if they do have them, please do it. Um, just humor me. You don't, I don't care if you actually like the show. Just pretend that you like the show long enough to rate and review it. That's all I've got for you guys today. Um, I don't know if this is going to be like a weekly thing or a monthly thing or a something kind of in between type of thing. It's really just going to be as often as I have the time and the content to make the show. But I hope whenever it is we're back that you guys will join us next time. I'm going to really need to put some thought into a closing line because I don't have one for, for that either. But um, I'm just going to instead awkwardly say we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>